Insights podcast. Hello, I'm David McCall, Commissioning Editor of Cell and Gene Therapy Insights, and today I'm delighted to be talking with Dr. Amrita Jaishankar. Amrita is Executive Director of the Maryland Stem Cell Research Fund, or MSCRF, a well-established state fund aimed specifically at driving the development of new medical strategies for the prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and cure of human diseases, injuries, and conditions through human stem cells. In this role, Amrita is responsible for oversight of all MSCRF activities, programs, scientific management and oversight of the portfolio, as well as MSCRF's business development. She works with stem cell scientists and a variety of key stakeholders to develop a collaborative research program and promote commercialization of stem cell technologies. Amrita was recently recognized for her leadership in life sciences and contributions to the community by Women in Bio Capital Region and as a 2020 Leading Women Honoree by the Daily Record Maryland. Amrita, thank you very much for joining us today. You clearly have a very wide range of activities and responsibilities. What are you working on right now? Well, um, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how do we better identify that next promising technology and how do we get them to the finish line? So a lot of today has been one of the most fun parts of my job, which is identifying the gaps, talking to our portfolio and figuring out how can we solve it and bringing people together to solve it. So creative solutions is a lot of what I've been doing today, which is one of the most fun parts of what I do. Can you give us a potted history of the MSCRF and how and why it got its start? So MSCRF was established by the governor and the Maryland General Assembly through the Maryland Stem Cell Research Act of 2006 during our 2006 General Assembly session. So the purpose of the fund is really to promote state-funded, scientifically meritorious stem cell research and cures through grants and loans to public and private entities in the state of Maryland. Um, And, you know, we we were one of the very few states here that made a visionary investment in regenerative medicine approaches that, you know, were, are obviously potentially curative. The mission here was to develop new medical strategies for the prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and cure of human diseases, injuries, and conditions through human stem cells. As I say, our goal is to accelerate stem cell-based research, commercialization, and cures. Um, And we do this through various funding programs, but by also serving as a connective tissue for the regenerative medicine industry. Um, And so it's now been 15 years since we've been uh, doing this. And while our programs have evolved over the years to meet the needs of the industry, we've really stayed true to our mission, which is, you know, to continuously strive to improve human health and advance innovative cell-based research treatments and cures to patients with unmet medical needs. How have the MSCRF's goals and specific areas of activity evolved in step with the advanced therapies field, Amrita, particularly in recent times? So when we started, we um, had more traditional grants as the field was still in its infancy and we were supporting a lot of basic research, which is still key to creating those next cures. Um, However, over the last five years, 
we've been able to put in place um, what we call an accelerating cures initiative, which is six programs that are modeled around what does it take to move a regenerative medicine discovery from the lab to the clinic where it can reach patients. We've put in place initiatives where we're able to support new or new to the field faculty so that we're able to tackle those emerging problems in the field with orthogonal ideas and technologies. Uh, we've been able to, of course, support high-risk, high-reward, innovative ideas. We've been able to support the validation of these technologies um, through milestone-based payments to create value and get that follow-on funding as well. Uh, we've been able to support startups or established companies developing stem cell products. We've been able to support clinical trials for companies located anywhere in America, but with a clinical trial site here in Maryland. We've also been supporting um, training for those next generation of leaders by supporting postdoctoral fellowships um, here in the state as well. We'll continue to evolve. You know, we're we're looking at how what are the next gaps and how do we how do we begin to solve those? Broadly, I would say what we do sort of fall, falls under three pillars. So we've grown to take a much more hands-on approach to working with with all of our portfolio. And so through the first pillar, we foster research and innovation through our university-based uh, programs where we're creating, we're involved really early, helping shape the research, create the teams, um, and, you know, supporting those high-risk, high-reward ideas. And through our second pillar is, is where we create these, create value through these milestone grants and help build and grow companies. Um, and then the third part, I think, is something we've done a lot of recently as well, which is serve as a connective tissue for the regenerative medicine space. And this means that we're able to we serve in advisory functions and you know, various roles. We're, we're uh, partnering with various organizations across the globe, uh, making sure that we're able to have the resources that our portfolio needs to help them um, be successful. The type of work we support is also constantly evolving as the field evolves. So when we first started, it was a lot of, you know, ESL based work, which moved into more of an IPS cell, broader cell based therapy, so much now of biomedical engineering, combination approaches, computational approaches, imaging approaches. So, that, you know, so the things that we support is constantly evolving as well to meet the needs of the industry. Thanks, Amrita. You're a stem cell scientist by training. I wonder what drew you to your current role? Yeah, so I've been in the stem cell regenerative medicine space for about 18 years now. So I first started working with stem cells in graduate school and then through my postdoc and my career as a scientist. I was lucky to have trained on a broad range of stem cells across various different indications um, with working on every imaginable technology in this space. Um, and I was also involved in building a research institute ground up, which gave me the opportunity to be involved in driving every aspect of building a business. So I think that was the shift for me. While I really enjoyed doing the science and had an incredibly strong pedigree in the stem cell space, um, I always had the strength in building collaborations and partnerships and having that ability to pick out the next best technologies or players. Maybe it was too much time spent as a kid figuring out, you know, which county cricket player would be the next star or which restaurant or singer or actor was going to be the next big thing. So, I, you know, I feel like there's a theme here. Uh, but anyway, I've always been passionate about advancing um, therapies to patients in need. 
And I found myself at the intersection of science and business, but still drawn to patient-oriented, mission-focused work. Um, and I think that that that's what drew me to this role. And you know, at every stage, uh, we reach a point when you can't move the needle anymore or as much as you'd like from where you are. So I was looking for ways to have a broader impact on the field and help empower scientists and move cell-based therapies to the clinic. When I heard that the Maryland Stem Cell Research Commission was looking for someone to spearhead an accelerating cures initiative. So yeah, it's six years in. I've been fortunate to be able to make an impact and help accelerate cures in a field that I'm really passionate about and very proud of the community we've built here. I'm very thankful to my colleagues around the world for their support of our efforts here and really couldn't be more proud of the faculty and the companies in our portfolio. It's obviously an increasingly challenging funding environment for advanced therapies at the moment. How can organizations like MSCRF help in keeping academic and startup biotech innovation continuing to move forward and into the clinic and avoid that translational valley of death? And what do innovators need to do to secure your support? It's been challenging, but it's also been a huge opportunity. I think with the unprecedented levels of scientific collaboration that we've seen and, you know, the, the unparalleled visibility almost for the work we do, which I, you know, pre-pandemic, I don't think existed really the focus on science and the work that we do. Um, so we haven't really stopped. We've, we've increased our funding levels. We're increasing the amount of funds we can provide to companies and for clinical trials. And as I mentioned, we're really working hands-on with these academics and in partnerships with our various universities to help move their research forward. Um, I work hard to get them the various resources they need, and this means many creative collaborations with my colleagues and organizations around the world, um, leveraging our scientific and industry knowledge to create value and stay ahead. Uh, I, I think building open innovation, knowledge sharing, collaborative models to advance the field is another way we can keep these moving forward. To get our support, all you need to do is do great science, uh, build a good team, um, and have operations in Maryland at this point. There are many, many ways to collaborate with us or even our portfolio, um, even if even if you aren't located here, uh, because you know science and innovation has no boundaries, and I'm a living example of that. What would you pick out as some of the exciting stem cell therapy modalities, indications, platforms that might continue to drive the field forward over the short to midterm, Anrita? Yeah, so we've seen tremendous progress in cell engineering and gene editing approaches, um, combination technologies, lots of cool tissue engineering advances, but also cutting edge enabling technologies that are necessary to advance this field. So um, while we are all about stem cells and cell therapy, we're really disease agnostic. So we've supported everything from rare disease to the top 10 leading causes of death um, in Maryland, whether it's you know cardiac disease or Alzheimer's or diabetes. Um, so, so to me, it's been great to see the advances that um, are across a broad range of indications, you know, beyond liquid solid tumors, but 
into some of these devastating diseases and conditions of our time, like diabetes, neurodegenerative diseases. Um, and personally, I started working with IPS cells in graduate school. So it's been sort of a full circle moment to watch and support these entering the clinic now as well. We, um, we recently also launched a YouTube channel to, to showcase some of the work that we support, where we talk about how we support regenerative medicine approaches, looking at the skin regeneration. So how it could help the two million or so amputees and wounded warriors across the country. We talk about how stem cell disease modeling is leading to potential treatment for Parkinson's um, that affects over 6 million people globally. Uh, we fund a lot of exciting work in the cardiovascular space where there have been some great improvements in disease modeling and maturation of these cells, but also using stem cell and tissue engineering approaches to um, address vascularization and other issues. It's estimated, of course, that about 2,200 or so Americans die of cardiovascular disease every day. So we're, we're honored to be supporting some of this work. We also funded work to improve stem cell transplants that have impacted and saved the lives of many children and adults, whether it's uh, SCID or primary immune deficiencies, aplastic anemia or sickle cell. And some of these approaches have applied to cancer as well. We've also uh, been able to use some of these disease modeling approaches we've developed, whether it's uh, organoid modeling or other stem cell disease modeling to understand COVID-19 now as well. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of work in progeria, other rare diseases, but more prevalent ones like diabetes. So a lot of exciting work going on here. And, you know, we're actually getting there as an industry, seeing uh, cell and gene therapies deliver cures for some of these diseases. Thanks, Amrita. One last question for you. Can you sum up some key goals and priorities for yourself in your own role and MSCRF as a whole over the next one or two years? So here um, at MSCRF, we're, we're committed each day to enabling that next medical breakthrough by identifying and fostering cutting-edge cell-based research, commercialization, and cures. And we, we're, we're going to be committed to translating um, scientific excellence and developing cures for these devastating diseases of our time. So hopefully that'll never change, but um, how we do so should continually evolve. Uh, so I'd like to further scale MSCRF, broaden the technologies we fund, I'd like to better be able to support the manufacturing needs of the companies we've created. And I've probably said it already, but I am so proud of this community that we've built and the collaborations that we've created locally, nationally, and globally. Um, and we will aim to build on that momentum here. Uh, we've always been proactive about identifying you know, the next technology or company. And my priority is always to enable their su success and make sure that the incredible work of our scientists and companies is seen and our voices are heard. So of course, we have various internal goals as well because you know we're always aiming to innovate, improve and deliver excellence just as I expect from those we work with. For me personally, my goal is to grow the cell and gene therapy industry, broaden the impact I've had, uh, empower more scientists and companies and further accelerate the translation and commercialization of these technologies in every way I can. And at MSCRF, I do the same, try to build this ecosystem, bring us all together with, with a sense of urgency and a common purpose to advance science and improve human health. Ultimately, we do great work here that can have a global impact. And my goal is to keep doing that. Fantastic. Thanks very much indeed to Amrita Jaishankar for talking to BioInsights. And thanks to you, our audience, for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it. 
We'll be back again soon with the Bio Insights podcast. Thank you.